0: Could fractional ownership of real estate be the solution to diversifying your money out of maybe the stock market? There's a lot more to know than you may realize before making that decision. We're going to talk about that and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City.
1: And coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihi.
0: This is the Monday News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own.
1: Big thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for self-employed people, PayArmor, hey which is Joust invoice payment guarantee product, supports those 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences either not getting paid or being paid very slowly. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF and a promo code Money with Friends, and you'll get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF. Well, it's... Uh, I can just imagine in this economy, by the way, and uh, all the places closing, Bobby, how many companies Mm -hmm. might be slow to pay. And frankly, with good reason that they may be slow to pay. But if there were ever a time to try out joust, I think now would probably be a good time.
0: Oh, yeah. This is definitely a precarious time. And your income, you know, you want to have it protected. So it's important.
1: A lot of people also trying out real estate. And as you also know, Bobby, lots of different ways now to buy real estate with, uh, with you know, the whole fintech revolution going on. Uh, recent financial planning piece, financialplanning.com piece, talks about this. And um, I thought it'd be good for our show. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off this discussion. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. Money headlines explained six days a week. That means you've turned into money with friends. All right. As I mentioned earlier, this piece comes from financialplanning.com. It's financial-planning.com, written by Ingrid Case. And the piece is titled, The Drawbacks of Fractional Real Estate Investments. John Coretti likes investing in real estate, but buying locally doesn't make a lot of sense. It's very expensive and not very landlord friendly. Plus, I don't have several hundred thousand dollars and rents aren't that great, says the project manager for a New York software company that leaves investing in real estate in other U.S. cities. But Coretti admits he doesn't have the time or expertise to research those markets. Even so, Coretti owns six properties, two in Cleveland, one each in Pittsburgh, Columbia, South Carolina, Atlanta and Birmingham, Alabama. He bought them through Home Union and Roofstock, two online companies that convert real estate from an active to a passive investment. They do the research, crunch the numbers and hook you up with a property manager, Coretti says. All I do is pay out the money. It's like shopping on Amazon for real estate.
0: And for Austin, Texas-based software developer Kevin Kaplan, New York is an attractive real estate option. Quote, owning an apartment in New York would be awesome, but that's a lot of capital. Plus, I'd need to hire a property manager, he says. Instead, Kaplan has bought slices of property through Compound, a New York-based company that launched in January, and sells shares in real estate in New York, Miami, Nashville, and Austin, Texas. He has also invested in properties through Realty Mogul Fundrise, Share, States, Share Estates, and Yield Street. I'm a fractional investor in both commercial and residential real estate, he says. Raising a red flag for some advisors, however, neither Kaplan, who has held now expired Series 6, Series 63, and Series 65 licenses, nor Coretti used financial planners in weighing the pros and cons of these investments. These aren't terrible investments, says Gregory Young, a planner in North Kingston, Rhode Island, but without a strategy and discipline, plus maybe a little help from an objective professional... It's no longer investing, it's speculating.
1: I absolutely love this piece when I when I first read it Bobby because of the fact that this actually isn't even just about real estate. This is about deciding that you like an investment type a lot and then loading up on it. And frankly, this piece, if we read the entire thing, does not say that any of these companies are bad companies. Frankly, a lot of mm-hmm. them are, are very well run. I've had a relationship with Roofstock in the past, um, as an example. And and frankly, that's not even buying fractional real estate. That's just buying the whole house yourself. But they make it very easy for you to do it to, and to manage that house. Um, but, but putting a lot of your portfolio into one investment can be incredibly dangerous.
0: And also the piece goes on to talk about the fact that investors, when you do use these companies, and again, there's we have no reason to believe these companies aren't fantastic companies, um, but investors do pay a premium for the access and convenience and those extra costs, you know, just like when you're paying a high fee in a mutual fund, those do affect your returns.
1: And why is it that so many investors get all fee conscious when it comes to mutual funds and ETFs, but when it comes to real estate, they don't pay as much attention? I don't get it. I
0: think well I think because with something like real estate you're imagining that, that there there's more active things being done for you and they're providing a real convenience versus with a mutual fund two funds may look identical but for the fees and therefore they're indistinguishable except for the fees so you're like why am I paying more? Yeah, does to, to bothers people more because they can't see why they should pay a higher fee, which is all, which may be the case. Who knows? Um, you may be paying more just because that company has a different business
1: model. I always get skeptical when I hear one type of investment uh is fantastic from anybody, and there are people online that you'll see that are all real estate all the time, and you see as the stock market struggles right now, Bobby. You'll see some of those people. I've certainly seen it in my circles saying, "Hey." Look at how bad the stock market's doing. You should be in real estate. Or you'll see stock market pros saying, you know, why are you, or people that love trading platforms saying, why are you a passive investor when you can make so much money with active trading? I'll teach you how to do that. Whenever, whenever somebody presents an investment as the best one, I always, my, my ears come up. Because let's just look at stocks versus real estate. Every investment type has a downside. and I think as investors, our goal is to figure out what that downside is. With stocks, we're seeing it right now, right? We're seeing the stock market is it can be very volatile sometimes and you can lose a lot of money in a hurry. Over long periods of time, it does very well because it's a reflection of the economy. But that's the downside. The drawback with of real estate, real estate solves that problem in some ways because while real estate can definitely go down, looking at you, 2007, 2008, uh, you'll see these much longer tracks where it will slowly decline and slowly come back up. So you'll see much less volatility uh, on a day-to-day basis. However, with real estate, you can't, it isn't liquid. You can't sell off your bathroom to go on vacation, right? You can't take a little piece of your house and sell off that little tiny piece. So every investment has an Achilles heel. And I think as an investor, our goal is to know what it is.
0: Well, and one of the reasons when we talk about investments that you have to be an accredited investor for is because the the idea is that you have more capital and potentially you you understand more about investing, but they're looking at numbers in your bank account and your income that you can weather a lack of liquidity because a lot of those investments where you have to be an accredited investor, there may not be a secondary market where you can cash out if you need to. The truth is, stocks may go down, but you can sell. You may sell at a loss. You may sell at a lower gain in many cases, if we're being honest. Um, right now, the stock market is down. But most people, if you've been invested over an 11-year bull market, even if you sold now, you probably did okay overall. Yeah. yeah. So you're really probably, let's you know not have too much of a pity party. You're probably having less of a gain than you psychologically had. But you can get out. Yeah. And a lot of these things where they require accredited investors, there's a reason they want to protect people that may not have the financial resources to withstand not being able to get out of that.
1: Yeah. I remember um, when uh, when I was a financial advisor, there were a lot of non-traded real estate investments out there, uh, non-traded REIT, meaning that they were private and you couldn't sell until the the managers were ready to sell. And in, mm-hmm. a, and in some cases, that's the case with these investments. And, and I remember meeting... Person after person who had been sold these investments didn't understand that they couldn't get out, and and they yeah. were willing then, Bobby, to take pennies on the dollar to get out. It, it felt kind of like, you know, the timeshare industry where people mm-hmm. buy into a timeshare and then they don't realize that this is a lifestyle decision, and that mm-hmm. now if I'm going to try to sell my timeshare, there's no there's no real mechanism to sell your timeshare that's that's incredibly good.
0: Well, and as I understand with timeshares, the real killer is not only the capital that you've invested. It's that you are often obligated to pay ongoing maintenance Maintenance fees. So it's going to cost you money out of pocket. So you can't even be even. Yeah. That's why those are so scary. So that's a whole different kind of
1: investment. And the fact that they're always building new ones, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if anybody tells you that your timeshare is going to have a great exit, no timeshare is going to have a great. Act. And, and listen, I know people that that own timeshares and love them, but it is a lifestyle decision. It's it's not a phenomenal investment when it comes to. So once again, no matter what the investment is, whether it's real estate, uh, uh, stocks, whatever it is, having having one investment that you load up on, and I think that's really the point of this piece: fractional real estate investments might not be bad, but they still have fees like a lot of other uh, investments do. Those fees sometimes could be high. But even more than that, if you're getting a good return from them, there's a danger that you're going to load up on them, that you're going to get too much of a thing. And if you're buying one house that's in Pittsburgh, the specificity of that investment means that the and this I don't know how to not make this a little technical but that makes the standard deviation on the return on that investment very high meaning mm-hmm. everything can go wrong when you own one house versus owning a, a, an index where you own 500 different companies correct could be could be p- pretty bad. In just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from this piece, Uh, but while Bobby is coming up with the most eloquent thing she's ever said on the show, I'm going to talk about Joust for a second, because especially... In this economy, as we mentioned earlier, it's a great time to be looking at Joust. So thanks to them for supporting Money with Friends. If you've ever thought about starting your own business, whether it's a side passion project or it is what you were doing full time, you might not be sure where to begin. Well, ensuring a steady income is always going to be one of the first things you think of and could be the reason why, if you haven't taken the leap, might be the reason why you don't take the leap. Well, Joust solves that because they're the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Business banking can feel complicated, but Joust makes it super easy. And Armor, Joust invoice payment guarantee product, supports the 71% of people working in the gig economy that experiences non-payment or slow payment. You can sign up for joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF and enter the promo code money with friends and you'll get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF. Big thanks to joust for supporting money with friends. And I think If you have, whether it's a side hustle or you're a small business owner, I think it's uh, well worth your time to check them out. Um, Bobby, what's our takeaway here?
0: I would just leave this to the pros. And if you're not sure if that's you, it's not you then. If you don't know you're a (laughs) pro, you're not. The tax advantages are going to be very complicated. We didn't even go there in this piece, but trust me, there's a lot of stuff that the pros know about that you don't need to know about. Um, A REIT maybe might give you exposure to real estate if that's what you want. Those have their other stuff. But I'm always leery of investments that don't have liquidity. At least with stocks, you can bail if you want. My head hurt just reading the part of the article that we didn't even share with you. Trust me, it gets really
1: out there. That is a lot and that is why we didn't share that piece because there were oh, yeah. some it's tmi <laughs> there are, which bobby to your point i mean it reminds me of the movie rounders what you just said you know they talk about did you see that movie matt damon
0: no of course not
1: they, they
0: but i did watch contagion with matt damon and gwyneth paltrow yesterday of course
1: of course it's like one of, of the course top I movies watched that. on netflix you had to watch it yeah of course the um it's like playing the board game pandemic you have to play the game pandemic at this at this point uh the um uh, he says this about poker because he's a he's a, a great poker player. He says there's a sucker at every table, and if you don't know who the sucker is at the table, you're the one. Uh, I I don't think that's definitely doesn't have to be the case when it comes to fractional ownership. But this po- this piece does point out there's a lot to know. There's a lot to know with all investments, but even on a very basic level, which is the piece that we got to owning very specific properties in one specific place can be incredibly dangerous and uh, loading up on them because your first few instances have great returns like a lot of people do is not a great idea. Staying diversified is a fantastic way to hold on to your money. Might not grow it as quickly sometimes, but you also then aren't looking at the bottom half of that equation. Cause if something goes up very quickly, mm-hmm. it can also come down incredibly quickly. Very well said. Bobby, where can people go to help us make the show? Please
0: join us on our Instagram and Twitter feeds at money. Friends pod is the handle both of those places. Stay close to Instagram stories. If you want to be part of our polls and quizzes and learn more about the show at our website, money with friends
1: I'd also like to say a big thanks to everybody. Who's left us a review of the show to tell everybody Uh, about the show Um, uh, we just got five stars yesterday great show by great show period no joke that's who wrote that always a good listen logical thinking and discussion regarding a topic Uh, so nice yeah big thanks to them for leaving us a review if you can do that wherever you listen to the podcast that helps people know what they're getting into when they listen to money with friends so bobby you are back with a guest tomorrow
0: Yes, I am back with, uh, oh, we're talking uh, market psychology with Dr. Brad Klontz, financial psychologist, CFP. And uh, yeah, we talk about how I think how you can emotionally cope with this uh, coronavirus and the markets and all that stuff.
1: If there's ever a time to think about market psychology, I would say now's that time.
0: Yep. Yep. And Dr. Brad is really, really
1: good. Absolutely. So on behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. She'll see you back here again tomorrow on Money with Friends. Bye-bye.